Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, Camille, thank you. You know, oysters are one of those foods, divisive foods. You love them, you hate them, but we know they can be dangerous if they're contaminated. And in fact, one man died earlier this month after eating raw oysters from a seafood stand in a, a St. Louis suburb called Manchester. That's where this happened. But the issue in this case was the oysters had been contaminated with the flesh eating bacteria called Vibrio vulnificus, which flourishes in warm ocean waters. So they were likely contaminated before they ever got to St. Louis. So it can make you sick or kill you if you eat it. And it can also cause a potentially deadly infection if it gets into an open wound. And this has happened in the, in the Gulf Coast here in Texas. Wow. Um, the CDC says to protect yourself, first of all, don't eat raw or undercooked oysters or other shellfish. You want to wash your hands with soap and water after you handle those things. Keep the juices of the raw shellfish away from other foods that can, can cross-contaminate. And you really do, this is very important, you want to stay out of salt water if you have a wound or even a recent piercing or a tattoo and right. protect yourself from those seafood juices too if you're working in a kitchen maybe. If you do get exposed, wash that area thoroughly with soap and water and see a doctor immediately if you develop an infection. And I, well, I used to work right. in Victoria on the Gulf Coast mm -hmm. and, you know, my, early in my career, and we had a summer when there were several cases of this happening, and a man was out fishing, kind of de in the deep water, but he caught his hand, cut his hand in a hook. Sure. And he got in the water and then ended up dying from that. It can spread really quickly. But this is a scary thing. I, I, I'm a fan of oysters, too, and so I, I just had some last weekend. They're not for everybody, but it is a, a warning, you know. Right, and it, it also just begs the question, you know, you, you say that this happened before it even got mm -hmm. to St. Louis, but there are these conversations, too, about having seafood. Right. The location, right? How fresh is it, mm -hmm. depending on where you're at? St. Louis, obviously, those oysters it's, had to travel a bit to get there. They had to travel there, a little bit, yeah. So, and it could be another kind of bacteria that right. could develop, you know, but in this case, it was that particular one. Sure. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're a dicey a dicey food. I mean, some folks are a little concerned. It's one of those more dangerous things, and any kind of raw anything. Right. You know, you know I can't stand them, so it's easy for me. I'll okay. just say, you know what? I'm done that. with the oysters yeah. after this. I, sushi? I'm, I'm not going to do it. I don't sushi. really. I can't really. Don't really like sushi. That. I'm the one at risk here. I've got to be careful. Got to be careful with that. Seriously, I, it's, it's for my health. I'm it's, protecting it's for myself. Your, exactly right. Exactly right. It's not a taste thing at all. Yeah, no. Now, to, number two in our daily four, and um, you know, over the last 30 years, airline seat width. I'm going to show you the video here so you can see it's down as much as four inches to 16 inches in some what? cases in the past 30 years. And the pitch has shrunk from 35 inches to as little as mm. 30, as little as 28 inches in some cases. Feeling this, claustrophobic right, just looking at that. I know, and this comes as more than half the global population is expected to actually be overweight or obese, more than half, by 2035. The policies around plus-size travelers tend to vary from airline to airline. Some require customers to pay for a second seat, and they might refund it if the plane has extra seats at the time of takeoff. But there is a travel influencer named Jaylyn Cheney, and she's launched a petition 
to get the FAA to mandate a standard policy for airlines when it comes to customers of size. And one request, I was reading into this more deeply, she does request in the petition that airlines do provide a free seat if it's needed, a free additional seat. Um, but that's at the very, that's one thing that she'd love to see, but at the very least, she does want to have the airlines make it clear what their policy is so people of size know how to navigate that airline. And other countries do take it a step further. And sure. outside the U.S., in, the, in Australia, the consumer law that they have there protects airlines or prohibits airlines from charging passengers different amounts based on their body types. You can't do it at all. And in Canada, it's illegal uh, to charge additional fees for if you, have an, if you have obesity, if you're dealing with that, it's recognized as a disability in Canada. So that's illegal to do that there right. by the airlines for, you know, domestic flights. So it's a really good, you know, it, they're uncomfortable anyway, you know. And if for you are everyone. dealing with that for everyone, and if you're dealing with that and have to get the extra seat, it doesn't, they're making money, these airlines. You exactly. Know? They're, not, they're not poor. So and <laughs> give me a break. Right. You mentioned it in the petition. At the very least, she's just mm -hmm. asking that somewhere on the Clarify. airline website, they say, yeah. okay, if you're in this situation, here is our process for how you yeah. need to move forward. They're, they're not even offering that right now. So yeah. it seems like a, a definitely a tough road ahead, but it's good to bring attention to it. I think so too. And I think, you know, a, a lot of people will benefit from the knowledge. Definitely. There, you know, and it saves, uh, just saves a lot of confusion. You right. know, really, really does. So we can see some changes there maybe in the future. Just watching that video, by the way, too. Just Isn't that scary? Oh, and you see that space shrink that much. I know. You know, and there were the luxury days of air travel, right, in the 50s and 60s when it was such a fancy thing to do and mm -hmm. people dressed up and had not, and it's changed so much. It, it just, yeah. <sighs> Bumping elbows yeah. with people Bumping elbows. and stuff. Yeah. And, man, yeah. too close to It's people. too close, too close. That's number three in our Daily Four. Well, you might not be able to see certain Reddit forums today because thousands of message boards went dark and they're doing it to protest upcoming changes to the social media platform. The voluntary blackouts restrict groups content from being publicly visible, as you can see there. And this is the latest backlash as the company is looking to better monetize its users. For years, Reddit users could browse posts, write comments and share pictures and videos on Reddit from third party apps. But starting next month, Reddit is planning to charge millions of dollars in fees for some third-party apps to continue accessing that platform. So this is a protest to that, and they're and they're shutting down their content. Uh, and again, you're seeing we saw this with Twitter, all right. these changes to make more money, the yes. little blue check mark, which some have just said, okay, we'll take it. I'm not going to spend that much money every month. And now everybody's trying to make more money off of this kind of thing. So right. it's, if I guess if you're a diehard fan of X Y Z social media. You know, app, whatever, you're going to do it. You're going to pay it. But I mean, most of the people are just going to hightail out of there and just, right. and just say no. So, but, you know, we, I don't know. Right, it's one of those interesting platforms. I don't spend much time on yeah, it, but it's. Occasionally. Right, it seems to just be a place where people can go mm -hmm. and put information, lots of chats happening between people. And I, I've seen a lot when you can kind of look stuff up, like you're having this weird medical thing, or I've, yeah. I've seen it for my dog, you know, looking mm -hmm. some kind of weird thing, you Google it, and you end up on Reddit, and there's someone talking about yeah. that they went through something exactly. similar. I don't know if it's accurate, I guess, mm -hmm. but something a lot of people are using Reddit for. So. Yeah, well, I know it's a popular app because, you know, we've had articles that have been placed there, and they've gotten many, sure. many, many people have viewed those articles here at the station. So, um, yeah, we'll see what they do. We'll see what right. the Reddit fan base uh, will do with this. Now to our last Daily Four. Well, Justin, our last topic is that today is National Jerky yeah. Day. Mm -hmm. Jerky fan? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Teriyaki. Well, one of the makers, teriyaki it's jerky, good, nice. Good. One of the makers of jerky, a big maker, Jack Line. Mm -hmm. you familiar? Lots or of people. Jack, Jack Links, right? Jack Links. Jack Links. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. See, not a big jerky eater. I don't oh, even know the brand. Great. great snack. 
Well, they have a drawing today uh -huh. to celebrate Jerky Day. Mm -hmm. It is a pretty uh, unique experience. Yeah. They are offering up an all-expenses-paid <laughs> meat retreat. I love that. What is a meat retreat, you may <laughs> be wondering? Well, it is a four-day, three-night meat retreat experience packed with a meaty itinerary. Uh -huh. You'll stay at a dude ranch in Montana with a king suite equipped with a custom beef stick bed, meat that. printed sheets, a meaty mini bar, and all <laughs> the jerky imaginable. Guests can experience uh, life like a cowboy out there too. They've got trail rides, horseback, roping lessons, fly fishing, leather crafting, and more. You saw that marination station, uh -huh. little jacuzzi as well. But Justin, I, we're flying by these photos. I feel like I want to take a closer look. Look at this look at bed. That. that is very well done. <laughs> very, get it? Well, well done. done. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I mean, the little pillows on the end, I think that's like meat and cheese uh -huh, that they have there yeah. and the oh, that links is like a, on the bed. Yes, okay, it's that's pretty creative. cool. That's the creative. lamp. Whoa. I mean, this has to be fake, but that looks like a <laughs> real slab real. of meat. It's pretty crazy. They also have a, a lot of stuff related to Bigfoot in the uh, kitchen oh. area. Lots of references to Bigfoot there. They've got uh, like a portrait of him so it mm -hmm. looks like he's outside on the window there, magnets oh that's great and they've got that sign don't feed the oh sorry the sasquatch right, not yes, bigfoot yes, yes, i guess yes, there's yes. a difference there right. but um <laughs> yeah pretty pretty cool experience there they're mm -hmm. saying also that it's a five cent sense uh experience meaning you can see oh, smell hear taste. touch and taste, taste the meat. They've got a That's private amazing. chef there. That's so interesting. Yeah, I think you'd have some really weird dreams in there. You know, things you didn't That's your true. subconscious, and you'd probably You're have just some smelling meat smelling the whole meat time. <laughs> I know, it's very, very strange. I would do it though. I think it's Brady Taylor being hog heaven right now. He, oh yeah, he's probably there right now. He's, that's know, probably where Brady Taylor that's is. That's where he's going right now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there's much more coming out. The Region 12 hosts an event that focuses on teen mental health. The details when we return. The World Health Organization says depression, anxiety, and behavioral disorders are among the leading causes of illness and disability among adolescents. The Education Service Center Region 12 takes a closer look at teen mental health with their 18th annual Teen Suicide Prevention Symposium that is this Thursday. June 15th. So joining us now from Region 12 is uh, Jenny Yonick, a Counseling Services Coordinator, and David Baker, uh, a Clinical Mental Health Liaison. We want to thank you both so much for being here with us. Can you first just talk to us about the symposium and what it entails? The symposium is in its 18th year with ESC Region 12, and each year we have been very glad to host such an important event that brings to mind a charge for us to keep students safe and that entails not only their physical safety but their mental health. Uh, so we coordinate with partners across the region, across the state and uh, try to introduce and cover topics that are relevant to teen mental health. Who is this event specifically for? This event is uh, to help educators primarily uh, in all roles that may be administrators or counselors, uh, school support staff of any kind, but we definitely welcome community members and partners and uh, mental health providers, uh, parents or those who are interested in, in participating and learning more about safety uh, from suicide. Okay, so if we have parents or teens that are, are maybe watching this, what would you say to them to try to encourage them to come? I would definitely say that um, 
the charge that we have is so vast and while we have continued this event for 18 years, there's always some element of it that we are exploring and trying to expand so that we can bring in the most relevant research and resources. And there's something that everyone can learn about uh, teen mental health and safety, okay. and we would welcome them. Such an important topic, especially right now. None of us were teenagers living through a pandemic, right? This is almost uncharted territory. Can you just kind of talk to us about some of the things children are dealing with today? So during that pandemic, many of our youth lost that transitional period in, in their lives where they're learning social emotional skills or they're learning how to deal with other people. And not only that, but deal with adversity. And we've seen, what we've seen is a huge increase in dependence on screen time, yeah. right? And so while social media gave us the opportunity to connect with others, we've lost that ability to connect in person and so going back to school and going back into public uh, has caused a lot of anxiety for many of our youth. We can all kind of see that across the board, right? Just such, such important work. There's a lot of organizations who are coming together to make this happen. Can you touch on that as well? Uh, there is a charge with uh, telemedicine options in the state right now mm -hmm. for schools through what's called T-Chat. And it is an option where uh, schools can have a telemedicine connection through the state, through various uh, colleges and universities, that uh, counseling options can be offered on campus through this through the screen, basically to be connected to a therapist. Wow. So that's some of our partners. We have uh, the Heart of Texas Behavioral Health Network that will be with us, and we also have representatives from the HHSC for PANS and PANDAS, okay. which we will be exploring more at the symposium this year. Very interesting. Okay, and maybe lastly, there are you know lots of conversations that need to happen with this, right? But maybe somebody that can't go in person. There are other options for them too, right? We are going to have a follow-up uh, series that is gonna be entitled Social Media and Our Kids, okay. where there's two um, different webinar one hour uh, chances for us to come together to discuss especially the screen time and social media right. aspects uh, that will be coming up in June and July. Okay, very good. Is there anything else that you want people to know? Definitely that um, whether they are able to attend the event or not. There are many resources for parents and community members to help our children be more safe uh, from suicide. 988 is a crisis uh, line that can be called mm -hmm. as well as the actual crisis text line which is 741 741 and it's not just for individuals who may have a need for themselves but it may be for a caregiver if they have someone they love who is going through a mental health crisis they can call or they can text and get help so that they can help take care of them all right very important well this is your 18th year but we know an important time to be having an event like this and really important work that's going on so we want to thank you both so much for joining us today one more time we have the details it is region 12's teen suicide prevention symposium this thursday june 15th at the region 12 facility in waco lots of important topics to prevent teen suicide and ways to protect their mental health